follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Hello, it's delightful to be with you once again on Navigating the Cancer Maze. And uh, today we're going to be follow on from, uh, following on from our show last week where we talked about German cancer treatments. Uh, during that show, we talked about a lot of the, uh, the pitfalls, the pluses um, of seeking an overseas treatment and how you might better seek that treatment with a few tips. And uh, I'd suggest if you're hearing today's show for the first time, do go back and have a listen to last week's program because it's a uh, primer, if you like, for what we're talking about this week. Now, I've titled today A Second Chance at Life with German Cancer treatments and we're going to look at the treatments um, the nature of some of those treatments um, patients um, patient testimonials as I go through and talk about some of these treatments and of course outcomes now most cancer patients who choose to travel to Germany for cancer treatment they're seeking a second chance at life um, Often there are people who have been uh, given up, um, deemed not treatable, deemed that they cannot have surgery, that they have a, a tumour that's so advanced that it cannot be what we call resected, um, debulked or removed. And uh, these are the type of people often at stage four in their cancer uh, walkway who want to get this second chance at life and uh, go to Germany. Um, we're going to explore today uh, some of, uh, as I said, some of the cases from my uh, treatment files, my patient files, but also in particular, I'm going to be discussing the two rationales for cancer treatment, and one is the killing of cancer cells, and we're going to talk about that a bit later in terms of killing cancer cells by a local means and also systemically, and uh, of course, by the use of chemotherapy or cytotoxic drugs. And also we're going to look at the role of immune therapies, particularly in cancer treatment. Uh, so this is going to lead us to exploring perhaps some of the lesser known 
of uh, cancer treatments. And today we'll be including uh, looking at dendritic cell uh, vaccines as a therapy. We will be looking at, interestingly, the role of inflammation. It's something we haven't talked about very much in the show before. However, one of the German um, cancer treatments, um, I suppose, forte, is to look at the causes and the walkway into cancer, as well as looking what might be causing cancer to grow in um, the current time. So if we're doing this, the role of inflammation in cancer is very, very pivotal, and uh, we really should have a look at that and just see what the role of the immune system is and, in fact, how inflammatory processes are a precursor quite often to cancer. Um, as always, you can follow up on German Cancer Treatments with an S, dot com and uh, my Grey School and Media blog. So in talking about uh, the role of inflammation, um, and we can also look at this in terms of cancer prevention as well as assisting in the um, lack of progression and the inhibiting of the development of cancer once it actually has occurred. Very interesting to look back through the history books, the medical history books, and uh, we discover quite a, an interesting parallel because many of the great discoveries, in fact, in medical science can be attributed to um, German practitioners um, and uh, one of those people is a German pathologist. Now, his name is called Virchow. His name is Rudolf Virchow. And um, it was, in fact, in 1863, um, as a pathologist, that he happened to peer down his microscope and suddenly the world of science and medicine took a new direction. He's actually credited with being the father of modern pathology. He was also very involved in social medicine, so he was quite an all-rounder and uh, even involved in anthropology. And there are many, many medical techniques um, that are actually named after him that are still in use today. He uh, also is known for elucidating the mechanism of pulmonary thromboembolism. Um, now, you know that that is, uh, of course, uh, the coagulation of blood. So either as a thrombus, uh, which is like a blood clot, or as an embolism. And uh, he coined the term embolism and thrombosis. Interestingly, he also uh, was the first to recognise leukaemia cells and, importantly, the first to link inflammation and cancer. So this thread of inflammation and cancer has followed on through many of the German clinics and their approaches to treating cancer. Now, inflammation is um, one of the body's probably most powerful weapon. Um, our body's immune system is aggressive, it's defensive, it's active, and it forms a, um, a shield against all types of infection. So inflammation, in fact, is a really intelligent, really well-orchestrated series of what we call signaling events designed to eliminate bacteria, any injured cells in the system, as well as chemical irritants. And it's actually essential to our survival. But like most things in life, there's a, a good and there's a not so good effect. And uh, so this is with the process of inflammation. 
Now, if you've ever had a fall and scraped your arm or knee or other body part, you'll know what I mean about inflammation. Um, in cancer development, inflammation's the powerful force. It actually can aid and abet the growth of tumours and tumour spread. But if we go back to that incident where you have a fall and you actually make a scrape, um, it's actually not dissimilar to the process, the same process that's actually going on in the body with cancer. Now, your skin acts as a barrier, or at least it should. Um, when it's in a healthy condition. And this barrier um, is against microscopic bacteria and other microbes. But if you breach the barrier, the power of our immune system actually gets unleashed. And this is the immune response. And of course, we all know what that feels like. We experience some discomfort. Um, the white cells rush to the site of the uh, injury and we see inflammation, redness, often pain, swelling and sometimes even a significant infection can get in there when those microbes multiply enough. So our immune system really is like a group of highly trained SAS soldiers um, Somebody wrote a book many years ago called The Body at War about the immune system. And immune system is an incredibly powerful thing. It can actually create chemicals that are toxic to bacteria. And it has the power to engulf, chew up, swallow all these unwelcome microbe invaders that could come in to the body, for instance, in our scrape um, on the knee, which is what we're talking about at the moment. So when we have that experience, it's pretty well tolerated and all over rather quickly. Otherwise, our healthy tissue would be damaged. So as the microbes die off, a series of signals occur. And these signals cause the immune system or the white cells to not be aggressive but retreat. And uh, now it's time for repair and recovery proper. Um, so we get different teams from the body's armory. They move in, they signal, and they direct the process of healing. This is a natural mechanism that we have, and it's nicely in balance when our life and our health and our environment is in balance. At this stage, and this is the next interesting stage, you get blood vessels coming in and they sprout and they form a, a little scab on skin, which reduces over time. And then you've got a clear place on your leg. You may never know that you fell down or you may have some scar tissue remaining. But too much inflammation for too long can cause really serious damage to the body. Um, this is one thing that the German cancer treatments are really honing in on. Chronic inflammation lurks behind many of our health problems, including even vascular heart disease, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, um, irritable bowel syndrome. There's a lot of diseases around today that we would consider inflammatory diseases. Now, back to where we began with our pathologist, Rudolf Virchow. After finding immune cells in tumour samples, he was actually the first to ask whether inflammation might also contribute to cancer. So that was a very, very important finding that he made. And he was right because we now know that many chronic inflammatory diseases um, as we just said, IBS, polyposis, pancreatitis, Crohn's disease can increase a person's cancer risk. 
And we now know that cancer can also be caused by infectious agents. This is another thing that the uh, clinics in Germany uh, really take into very serious consideration. And they do many, many tests to find out what are the inflammatory processes that are going on inside this cancer patient or that have gone on in the past and um, have left their mark behind. In other words, a body is in a chronic stage of inflammation. Now, you can see already that this is rather a different view than the chemotherapy point of view, which simply goes in to kill the cancer cells. And uh, it's not to say that chemotherapy in different ways is not used in Germany because indeed it is. But they have this multifocal, multimodal approach to working with cancer and dealing with inflammation and infectious agents, which of course create inflammation, um, is one of the very important things that they add into their, um, their healing um, list for you. Uh, I guess an example of this, stomach cancers caused by an infection with the Helicobacter pylori. We know liver cancer can be caused by Hep B, Hep C viruses. Um, in other words, chronic inflammation. Parasites is actually another thing. The Chinese liver fluke, a human liver fluke, um, it's a parasite and it lives in the liver of humans, mainly found in the common bile duct and the gallbladder, actually feeds on bile. We now know that this is also capable of causing cancer. So we are going to come to our break. We have finished our first segment today on Navigating the Cancer Maze. We'll come back talking more about inflammation and some of the treatments used in Germany for combating cancer and helping you to navigate the cancer maze even better. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.holvung-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Scholar Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options in implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Gray Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at grayscholar.com or visit their website at grayscholarinstitute.com. 
Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Goller Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollerinstitute.com or email institute at gracegoller.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, Grace Gawler here. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're talking today about German cancer treatments. And before the break, we were talking about inflammation and its role in cancer. I think this is a, a topic that's really worthwhile giving some time to because it is one that's actually little understood by many cancer patients. But the actual role of prevention um, in cancer medicine is is huge and uh, I hope today we're going to be able to leave you as well with some tips of course not everyone can go to Germany but there are some of these things you know that you may be able to source in your um, local area now I was talking before the break about the Chinese liver fluke I've had a number of patients over the years who have actually turned up with this particular nasty parasite mainly they're patients who have uh, traveled extensively in Asia and in particular China now uh, it's a it's a waterborne parasite so um, it's one that's very hard to actually avoid many many millions of people around the world are now infected with this parasite and uh, it is actually now classed as a um, a cancer-causing agent. And I believe it was 2009 that the International Agency for Research on Cancer classed this as a Group 1 biological carcinogen. Now, that is a, a definitely a cancer-causing agent. So people who have cancer of the bile duct um, or areas around the bile duct, you really should get checked out for this. It's something that can go completely under the radar, but it can be a source of chronic inflammation to have this parasite. And the toxin um, that can be created from the parasite can also interfere with the efficacy of treatments that you're having, including some chemotherapies. Now, there's a very easy way to check whether this parasite is a problem for you, and that's a matter of what we call a stool 
medical test. Um, not very nice to talk about, however, uh, very important because that stool test, um, which is collecting a sample from um, the loo over a three-day period. So it's a faeces sample, um, a small amount collected over a three-day period will actually pick up any eggs that are in there or any larvae that are in there from this parasite. The one-day tests aren't as effective. So this is, um, in my book, quite a, a good preventive tip for anybody who is uh, travelling around a lot and not only in, in Asia but uh, the concentration certainly is in Asia. Asia. So uh, uh, anything that you can minimise in the terms of inflammation in the body is going to be a plus. And I hasten to add for cancer patients, there's a lot of remedies around that are very harsh that are supposed to be a parasite cleanse, in inverted commas. I'd be very, very careful of these indeed. They can really strip the, um, the bowel and uh, may not be the best way to actually deal with your parasite infestation. And I know there's been some books around that have claimed that by getting of parasites, it's a cure for all cancers. It's a little bit over exaggeration on the right track in terms of um, getting rid of one of the key inflammatory agents that may be in the body, but not the whole story. So moving on now from, uh, from parasites, uh, I'd like to talk just briefly about another uh, virologist who's also German and a Nobel laureate um, recipient for Physiology and Medicine 2008. His name is Professor Harold Zahausen. Now, he's also thoroughly researched cancer-inducing infective agents like viruses, bacteria, um, and as we've talked about, the, um, the parasites. All of these are associated with various types of inflammatory processes. So how does inflammation then lead to the development of cancer? So when a tiny tumour starts growing from what we'd say a few misguided cells, it can scavenge enough oxygen and nutrients from its surroundings. But then as it grows bigger, it, the demands for the supply become quite enormous. Things start getting a bit desperate for the cells because they can't get enough nutrients. So they're very clever. And in their struggle to survive, as they accumulate more and more genetic defects, the actual cancer cells, these aberrant cells or misguided cells, release chemical signals. Now, those chemical signals lure immune cells, namely macrophages, which are white cell scavengers. They're a part of your first line of defense in your immune system. And another type of white blood cell with little tiny granules in it in the cytoplasm called a granulocyte. Now, these um, particular white cells are lured into the cancer cells. They're lured to infiltrate the tumor. And that's often the first step um, in the ongoing development of those cells. So now once inside the tumour, the cells secrete a substance called cytokines. Now cytokines um, are known as signalling molecules and also in the body they have pluses and they have negatives. When there's an excess of cytokines, um, you can get some heightened inflammation and you can get extra growth. Now the cytokines encourage what's called stroma. And some of you might have seen that on your pathology reports, the word stroma, S-T-R-O-M-A. Now, the stroma is like the scaffolding 
that is created inside the cells and it's the area upon which the tumour cells can rest. And then the next step, other inflammatory cells flood the tumour with molecules, with free radicals, the DNA gets further damaged. We also now know with that process, this is the early stage of a tumour, but for the development of metastases or secondary cancer, that um, these uh, chemicals are also involved. The process of inflammation is not only involved as the precursor and a cause of cancer, but the initiator of metastases. And this is why it's so important that even if you just have a basic understanding, it's quite empowering to know that, you know, cancer just hasn't dropped out of the sky and you're the unlucky one who's, um, who's got it. There are some rhymes and some reasons, some things that we know about, and there's some things that we can do, therefore, in terms of prevention. Now, when you get um, these initiators for the metastases, we've talked on the show before about um, adhering molecules, sticky molecules. Now, these sticky molecules, I often uh, say that cancer is a sticky business because once you've got the process initiated, this stickiness actually helps the cancer cells to hide from the immune system. And it's really interesting, you know, many times when a person comes to me early on in cancer, they've had their diagnosis, they may not even have had their surgery as yet, and I, I look at the results of their immune system and I can actually see that their immune systems are functioning quite well. Um, the readings are actually quite high um, in the places where they should be and you would look at that person's immunity and say, wow, this person uh, has a really healthy immune system, but they have cancer. So um, I asked a, an old oncologist, he'd been in the business for 30 years, he was almost about to retire, and I asked him about this process that, um, that I was noticing in cancer patients with healthy immune systems. And he said he believed that it wasn't the diminished immune system that was the problem in cancer, but the immune system's inability to recognise the cancer cells. And uh, from what we now know today, that has actually proven to, uh, to be scientifically correct. He uh, personalised his chemotherapy and he did a number of things to help his patients deal with what we call this sticky molecule. The stickiness of cancer, of course, helps circulating tumour cells and tumours um, to actually hide. Tumour cells can hide in platelets, they can coat themselves, they can do all kinds of tricky things to actually avoid the immune surveillance because immune surveillance is looking into the body and saying, well, what's foreign? What is of the body and what is not of the body? What belongs and what does not belong? So cancer cells can actually trick the immune system into believing that they're actually a part of the body. So even once a cancer then has been established, um, things that you can use, blood thinning and anti-angiogenesis agents alongside anti-inflammatory and chemotherapy treatments do seem to make a big difference. Now, in my day when chemotherapy was a lot more drastic than it is today, um, we had a number of patients who came to our clinic. You know, I'm going back here 30, 35 years. And those people uh, survived beyond the odds. They survived with greater well-being and um, they survive with a greater quality of life. 
Now, I'm thinking back, what did we do differently? And actually, uh, thanks to this um, chemotherapist-oncologist that I knew, one of the things I added in was always the anti-inflammatory, uh, the blood thinners, and that important word, angiogenesis. Don't be afraid of a great big long word. Angiogenesis means the beginning of new blood vessels. And cancer, um, cancer cells, rather, can be really, really tricky in this way too. And they can put out signals to create their own blood vessels to feed themselves, to get that nourishment and to get whatever they need from the circulation of the host. Um I think also we now understand that developing tumours hijack inflammation and use it to accelerate a progression towards full-blown cancer. And I think I, I read a comment recently which really sums up this point and it says, if genetic damage is the match that lights the fire, inflammation might be the, um, the fuel that's provided that feeds the flames. I think that's a pretty good um, explanation. So what kind of things do um, the German uh, cancer treatments offer in terms of inflammation? And what kind of things can you do um, there in your own locale to reduce inflammation um, in your body? Because Prevention is certainly, um, an ounce of prevention certainly worth a pound of cure, as they say. So when we come back from our break, we're going to look at some of the things that you can do, some of the treatments in Germany that reduce inflammation, and then we're going to have a look at dendritic cell therapy, uh, which is one of the potent anti-cancer treatments. And uh, I'll be talking about a particular story with a brain tumour where um, these agents the, uh, were actually used, the anti-inflammatory agents, as well as dendritic cells for bringing about a remission of a very aggressive brain tumour. So don't go away. We're going to be back shortly with more exciting material on Navigating the Cancer Maze. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Scholar Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollerinstitute.com. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Goller Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollerinstitute.com or email institute at gracegoller.com. 
Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hulvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Gawler. Today we're talking about German cancer treatments and inflammation and its role in cancer. Um, Before the break, we were um, looking at the role in angiogenesis in cancer, uh, sticky molecules, and... It's also important to realize that you can actively have a part in preventing cancer or slowing cancer down once it's established with the right sort of agents that inhibit these process or processes. Um, the next generation of cancer drugs are really going to be targeting and focusing on this more and more. Now, what they do in Germany is that they have a genetic and molecular test, um, and that has a big impact on helping to understand the role of the growth factors, but also these what they call angiogenesis factors and inflammation factors. Um, Now, once you can start to look at those and get those into some semblance of being under control, you make a very big contribution into the management, the ongoing management of cancer. So... um, in looking at the ways that we can uh, assist in terms of prevention and management, I guess aspirin is the thing that comes to mind uh, quickly because uh, Western medicine has used aspirin for about a century uh, to quell inflammation. And now we know that there's a body of evidence that has built over those years that highlights its potential in cancer prevention. Um It's certainly an avenue that can be explored, especially if there's a history of cancer in your family. And I'd really encourage you to discuss this with your family doctor, uh, your GP, your health practitioner. You can also look at other substances of the more natural um, ilk that have also anti-inflammatory and potent anti-angiogenesis. Remember, that's the ability of aberrant cells to create the vessels which really basically create the cancer and allow it to grow. Things like vitamin D, 
um, very important. Everyone should have their vitamin D levels measured. It's something that they're very particular about at the, uh, the German clinics. Um, fish oil, high quality fish oil, um, high quality with EPA of um, a very good value um, is a very important addition to uh, helping to uh, quell this process of inflammation in the body. Um, other things that come into play, and there was a very interesting TED talk that I saw um, recently. It was by Dr. Lee. He's done quite a lot of research on anti-angiogenesis agents, and he's actually um, gathered research on the agents that we can use in our day-to-day diet as um, anti-inflammatory, anti-angiogenesis. So... Um, it's interesting in a way to know that uh, scientists actually discovered the presence of the proteins that promote angiogenesis um, and they started to look at this and so they first discovered actually in the urine of mice which were resistant to cancer, what were these substances? And they named this compound angiostatin. They then sort of looked around and they found these foods, uh, fruits, vegetables, and even tea and tea leaves. And uh, so we've made great strides in that area also. So if the, so the sound of aspirin doesn't appeal to you, um, you might be able to find these agents in the foods that you eat and the things that you drink. I'm just going to go quickly through a couple um, of these. Soy extract is one. Artichoke, parsley, berries, soy itself it gets a bad reputation, soy, a good servant and bad master. It's a bit like fire, but it's a bit like too much or too little of anything. It's about having it in your diet in balance. Um, they also name garlic. So uh, one wonders about the, the long living and good health of cultures where garlic um, and red wine, because the next one that comes along is red grapes. Um, so if we look at those cultures in the Mediterranean, uh, France, we see long-living people um, who have a very uh, uh, good diet that's actually balanced, lots of different things in it, but the key being um, red wine um, and uh, good sources of protein as well as garlic. Then we start looking at the brassica family, citrus family. Um, so the fruits, the vegetables, in other words. Lavender is an interesting one. Green tea. Um, glucosamine, which is often used for um, inflammation in bone. Turmeric curcumin. Um, this is one that's actually now used quite a bit in Germany as an infusion for inflammation and has also had some research done on it to prevent the nerve damage that can occur with uh, some of the chemotherapies. Um, and teas. Um, Nice to know that Earl Grey tea actually um, has quite a potent anti-angiogenesis activity. Um, so if you like a list of those, if you've missed them and you, uh, you want them, please email me at institute at grayscaller.com. just want to quickly mention a study that Harvard did um, with lycopene. Now, lycopene's become very popular. It's a red pigment that's found in many foods, tomatoes, berries, even tomato sauce, tomato ketchup. Um, and they looked at um, the effect of this on the risk of prostate cancer. And the men who actually consumed the most lycopene foods enjoyed the lowest incidence of prostate cancer. Um, 
Then they tested tumour biopsies from prostate cancer for the presence of these blood vessels that get created. And they discovered that the men who went on to develop prostate cancer, the more lycopene they consumed, the lower the density of the blood vessels in the tumour. So this is really interesting because this finding suggests that even when lycopene fails to completely inhibit the process of putting out these new blood vessels, a la angiogenesis, that it appears to slow the growth and potentially decrease the virility of an existing tumour mass. So I think that's all fairly um, exciting material. I know I've had a, a patient who came to me three years or so ago. She had a familial polyposis and uh, she had hundreds of polyps actually um, in her colon. And we didn't do a lot of dietary changes, but we added in a lot of anti-inflammatories. Now, she'd had a number of these removed and they told her they would come back very quickly. And uh, she hadn't developed cancer, but they were going to remove her entire colon because they said that uh, she was a very high risk with that inflammation level in the polyps for getting a uh, bowel cancer. She today still has her colon and she now has had four distinctive colonoscopies all with exclamation marks all over them saying bowel normal no evidence of polyps uh, one of the things that she's uh, been doing is this strong emphasis of the anti-inflammatories so it was great she had the polyps removed they definitely were expected to come back but the high dose fish oil we used um, glutathione as well and we used a very special preparation that's used a lot in germany and it's a very very high quality one it's called boswellia serrata it's potently anti-inflammatory and it also helps with reducing fluid around brain tumors so this lady is very very happy and uh, she has her colon she has her health and uh, she's her level of vitality is just uh, amazing these days which leads me into talking about the next subject of dendritic cells. Now, dendritic cells is another form of treatment. It's available um, worldwide for certain types of cancers, but Germany seems to have a, a real concentration of uh, dendritic cell researchers and dendritic cell clinicians. Um, I had a, a lady who attended a group, uh, a Meditour group to Germany last year. She received treatment at Halvan Clinic. She also received treatment in the north of Germany at a clinic that specialises in treating glioblastoma multiform. Now, that is a very aggressive form of brain tumour. This lady had had surgery. She'd had a recurrence of her uh, brain tumour soon after and was given a very, very poor prognosis indeed. She was expected to live only a few months. Now, she's in remission today and uh, we have the scans and we have her history well recorded. Um, she received dendritic cell therapy as a key part of her treatment and not only was it dendritic cell therapy but there was a, a virus component that she was actually given, an inert virus which helped to mark the um, glioma cells in her brain so that the dendritic cells could actually recognise um, what to actually do with um, the um, 
the tumour cells that were evident in her brain. So it's it's quite an exciting field and the, the dendritic cells are actually taken from the blood. There's a special machine where um, the white cells are taken out and sifted. Uh, blood's put back into the body. The cells that they take out are monocytes and these monocytes can then be gathered and they can be then trained to actually attack a tumour cell. And if that tumour cell is actually then marked, um, it has a greater effect even than um, just the dendritic cell on its own. Now, dendritic cells occur in the body naturally all the time. Um, when someone has a cancer, the dendritic cells are very, very aggressive. They really go in for the kill. They really turn into the SAS soldiers and they can go through the blood-brain barrier. Now, one of the problems in treating many brain tumours is this thing, it's a selective membrane and it's called the blood-brain barrier. And it also keeps out a lot of treatments, a lot of supplements. Um, and uh, so it's very important to know this because a lot of people who have brain tumours can spend a fortune on supplements that are never actually going to get through this particular barrier. So when we come back after our break, I'm going to talk a little more about what you can expect from dendritic cell therapy and uh, we'll look at a, lot, a couple of the other therapies that are available also in Germany for helping you navigate the cancer maze even better. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegolarinstitute.com or email institute at gracegolar.com. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. 
the Gray Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at grayscholar.com or visit their website at grayscholarinstitute.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at grayscholar.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hey, Grace Gawler, back here with Navigating the Cancer Maze, uh, talking about dendritic cell therapy. Um, Dendritic cells are one of the keys to an effective immune response to cancerous cells in the body. So these dendritic cells, they are um, made from uh, monocytes and when they move through tissues, they become macrophages, Uh, they actually change, they morph, they put out a lot of little pseudopods which are called feet and these little feet actually actively engage in pulling the cancer cells in. They can much more easily do this when there's a target of some kind Kind, as we mentioned before the break, a, a viral component or some other component that has marked the cell as a cancer cell. So um, the dendritic cells can actually migrate through the tissues of the body and they look and they scavenge and they check for abnormal cells. The dendritic cells also can target Um, anything that has a potential to become malignant. So, for instance, if you've had a chronic infection or virus, um, something like a human papilloma virus, which can develop into a malignancy, the actual scavengers of the body can actually deal with these things. Um, When it's overwhelmed, we find that the immune system response isn't enough and that's when you can bring in something like a dendritic cell therapy, which is really an artificial way of using the body's processes, the natural process of the body, in a slightly different way. So when an abnormal cell is detected, like a cancer cell, um, the dendritic cell, what it actually does, it travels to a nearby lymph node and it presents like an identification, a specific antigen profile of the cancer cell that needs to be destroyed. So if your immune system is no longer able to recognize cancer cells for reasons that we've talked about earlier in the program, and that can be um, that the cells are disguised or it can be that repeated recurrent um, cancer experiences and repeated treatments may have weakened your immune system such that the response um, has been dampened down. So... um, 
when this occurs, you know, the, the cells can actually grow unchecked. And uh, when we have the dendritic cells, and uh, by way they come of an injection, once they've actually grown them up, um, sent them to the laboratory and trained them to actually recognize the cancer cells, um, then they're injected into your body. And the uh, outcome of that is something like having a, a light fever um, or a fluy sort of type experience. And um, that's the real plus of having this kind of treatment. And it's, it's measurable. Now, we know uh, for certain that dendritic cell therapy does improve the outcome of cancer treatment. It frequently extends the life for cancer patients by several years. And it definitely helps patients with an improved quality of life. So a very important addition to the armory of cancer treatments using what the body has anyway and just using it in a slightly different way. Um, now, I just want to talk briefly about antibodies. I won't go too deeply into this. I, uh, two weeks ago, spent time in Munich with uh, Trion Pharma, um, who produce a range of antibodies that are all geared at helping the body's immune system to recognize and uh, deal with cancer. Now, those antibodies are specifically used at Halvan Clinic. There's many, many antibodies in the pipeline now. They're called tri-functional antibodies, and um, they are very, very effective in treating many, many cancers. Um, they're used where there's an EPCAM receptor, which is one of the epithelial growth um, uh, receptors on the cell. They're also used now for many other different types of cancer, as well as ovarian cancer, pancreatic cancer, bowel cancer, any cancer that's an adenocarcinoma. Now, they also are a way of using the body differently. It's a mouse antibody, but the immune uh, response that it creates encourages your own immune system to do the work. And we know also from using these antibodies, you can trigger a long-term immune response very similar to that conferred by a vaccination. We know that they're 1,000-fold more effective than conventional antibodies. So that's fairly amazing. Um, we know that efficiently they induce the elimination of tumour cells by activating what's known as accessory cells, like conventional antibodies do, and T cells. But conventional antibodies cannot do that sort of activation. Um, they have many, many advances, and they're now coming into mainstream treatment in Germany a little more, specifically at Halvan Clinic, and they are a part of a personalised um, cancer medicine therapy program. So very, very powerful. Um, there are some genetic and molecular tests that can be used to actually identify um, whether you are a recipient uh, or a necessary recipient for that particular antibody. Um, I think one of the other things that's perhaps the most important, and by the way, if you want to listen to more, I interviewed Dr. Horst Lindhofer um, some time ago. It was during this year on Navigating the Cancer Maze, and you can find that interview online. Now, I just want to finish up with um, the other aspect 
of killing cancer cells, local treatment, systemic treatment of chemotherapy, and how that all fits into the picture in German cancer treatments. So now we move to looking just a little bit at Professor Vogel's work, and Vogel is spelt V-O-G-L. You'll find him on the internet. He does an amazing array of different techniques Uh, He treats liver metastases in intestinal cancer, liver metastases, breast cancer, bile duct cancer, liver cell cancer, lung carcinoma, um, asbestosis, um, lung metastases, kidney cancer. There is virtually no cancer that he can't treat with his um, treatment called TACE. Now, TACE is transarterial chemoembolization, and it's a way of delivering chemotherapy directly locally to a tumor and then embolizing the treatment into the tumor. Now, you can use a lot more of chemotherapy effectively locally when you deliver it by this method. In fact, the concentration can be up to 100 times more than what is achieved when the chemotherapy agent is given systemically um, through an IV. Now, that is a major contribution also if you're out there and wanting to navigate the cancer maze. Chemotherapy has a place in this. It's it's the delivery of the chemotherapy and having it so that it doesn't destroy your immune system and make you very ill. Now, one of the things with uh, Professor Vogel's taste treatment is that it does not make you very ill, but you do get a major kill at the site. And I've had very many patients go away from Germany, went to Germany inoperable, left Germany a few weeks uh, after they were home, um, found that they were suddenly operable, that the tumour had shrunk to such a degree that they could actually have surgery. So this method, um, you can find some information online. I'm more than happy to supply anybody with information in the way of brochures about any of the treatments that we've discussed today or any of the concepts on inflammation. You can email me, institute at gracegawler, it's G-A-W-L-E-R dot com if you'd like any more information about any subject, in fact, on navigating the cancer maze and in particular today's concept of using German cancer treatments. So uh, next week, I believe, is uh, Thanksgiving. So um, we'll probably have a um, an encore or a repeat of a show on Navigating the Cancer Maze next week, then coming back with some very, very exciting interviews indeed for the next season. So don't miss that. We're going to be looking... Um, at all the different types of cancers. We're going to be talking to surgeons, oncologists, researchers again in this entire next series. So have a great week. Have a happy Thanksgiving with friends and family. And I look forward to seeing you again on Navigating the Cancer Maze. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone.